0: If I were to meet a genie who was blue and slightly overweight tomorrow, given three wishes, I would be unselfish and use them all on this weekend's Big 12 slate. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. You made it to the end of the work week. Welcome to Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. I am Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Good week. I'm wearing my North Carolina Tar Heels hoodie. Future member of the Dose Grande, North Carolina Tar Heels, mind you. And I need three things to happen. Trace things. Como se dice things to happen this weekend. And they are the good teams to win. Now, look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to come out right here and say it. I'm going to tick somebody off out now. Right, right now, right? I'm not here to be your friend. We've got, this, we've got a, a distance between us, my computer screen and your phone screen or whatever it might be, your dashboard, the, the, whatever the audio is coming out of. We have some separation here. I need you to get with, with me. We need to be on the same page here that the good teams need to win. And then when, when you start picturing your brain, like, all right, if I, if I were to ask you, okay, yeah, somebody in your office is like, hey, who are the good teams in the Big 12? What would you say right Texas and Oklahoma, like maybe Kansas State West Virginia is doing that weird thing and they're being good. Iowa State's not great Oklahoma State's not great you know Baylor's pretty bad UCF was good once upon a time BYU's still unproven TCU depends on the week you know like we, we haven't we haven't established who is a good team in the big 12. There's some give and take to that parity does not work very well when it comes to TV ratings. Um what does is domination. Teams like Colorado, who were dominating the first couple of weeks, or, or at least had these big wins, they were getting a lot of viewership, had the Deion Sanders effect. The, the, there's, there's the parity, like a, a really salty TCU team against a really salty West Virginia team just doesn't bring eyeballs nationally. It brings my eyeballs, probably brings yours. But we as the Big 12 need somebody to hang our hat on. We need, we need a top 10 team. We need a top 25 team. Right now, you look around the conference, there are two. What a nightmare, guys. What a nightmare. Who do I scold here? I was watching. I watched the, the gate. i was I really late to the party on the Swamp documentary, Urban Meyer in Florida. And now I just feel aggressive and mean. After watching hours on end of Urban Meyer and the way he does things, I just feel fired up and rude and irked. By the Big 12. In fact, I I feel responsible somehow personally that I take over Locked On Big 12, which is the podcast of the week, by the way, with the Locked On Network. Whoop, whoop. And then everything goes to bleep. (sighs) So here's what I need. Three things. Kansas State to beat Oklahoma State by 48 points. Kansas to beat UCF by 48 points. TCU to beat Iowa State by, you guessed it, 48 points. And again... You're screaming. Somebody you're a fan of one of those teams, you think, "No, no, 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 please don't sacrifice my team. Please not this week." I'm sorry. It's what we have to do. We need teams in the top 25. And the only way to do that is to get rid of parity and welcome domination. If we have established at this point in the season, effectively the halfway point coming up on it, that your team is not going to be very good, then I'm sorry. We need them to keep losing. If everyone in the Big 12, except for Texas and Oklahoma, ends up at 7-5, and five, we are boned. That's a very bad thing. If a couple of Big 12 teams rattle off 10 wins, a la a West Virginia, a Kansas State, then we're okay. There's something we can salvage from that. By the way, West Virginia, a bye week this week, they can't lose. Otherwise, I'd be rooting heavily for them. Candid- we, we have established here, Oklahoma State is what we call bad at football. Their quarterback situation is a disaster. If you're an Oklahoma State fan, I'm sorry. I have been racking my brain. It is keeping me up at night. Keeping, keeping, it is keeping me up at night trying to figure out why you suck. And, I you know, you lose a lot of guys in the transfer portal. You have an Ollie Gordon who is just not used, right? We just decided, like, ah, oh, you know, we're not going to use him. And now this week... You face a Kansas State team with Will Howard. Out of nowhere, D.J. Giddens, who's been really good. Sinnott is one of my favorite, favorite players in the league. Does it the right way. Fundamental guy. You're facing the Kansas State team that puts up 482 yards per game. You put up 343. It's time, Cowboy fans, to bite the bullet. Look, if you want Mike Gundy gone, sure thing. That's fine with me, all right? I'm not going to sit here and stop you. I'm not. If you don't want Mike Gundy gone, okay, I, I'm still not going to stop you. I just need you to lose this week by a lot of points. I need Kansas State to get back in the top 25. 4-1 Kansas State has a legitimate shot to do that next week. UCF, Kansas. Look, I like UCF. I like Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn, Springdale, Arkansas. He's an Arkansas guy. Christy, Miss Christy. You know, his family went to church with my family in Conway, Arkansas. So I like you. John Rice Plumley. he was a state officer in Mississippi during high school for the beta club of which I was the national president. So I have a soft spot in my heart for you for really weird reasons, and I need you to get killed this week. UCF's a two point favorite at Kansas, folks. Let's hold let, let's take a second here. <clears throat> UCF just lost to Baylor. Baylor is again, I've used this word a couple times bad facing a, a Kansas team that Jalen Bean's maybe the best backup quarterback in the entire Big 12. Um, it, uh, Timmy McLean certainly gives you a run for your money in that category. Also, it's Jason Bean, not Jalen. I don't know, J- Jaden, J- Jalen, Jason, a lot going on there. Great backup quarterback. Kansas, a 40% chance to win this game according to ESPN's FPI, less than that. I'm going to need that to not happen. UCF, I like Timmy McLean. If John Rice Plumley is back 100%, I mean, he won't be 100%, but if he's back this week, then UCF's got a real shot to win the game. I, I just, I, I can't have that. Kansas was ranked last week, you know? I, I need Kansas to get back to the place where they are ranked. And I, I'm, you know, I'm confident John Rice Plumlee's good. I'm confident UCF can be good. But right now, I need a route. I need a route for teams like Kansas to keep winning ballgames, finish with a 10-win season. Baylor and Texas Tech. You're both not very good. You're both two and three. It doesn't matter who wins this game. It really does not matter who wins that game. Maybe for you it does. For the rest of the conference, it's the butt bowl. We're just all going to sit back, watch that butt stuff. No. Scratch that. And let it play out. TCU, Iowa State, TCU. Four and two TCU is not sexy. But it's sexier than three and two TCU. Or three and three TCU. Iowa State. If, if Iowa State and TCU are both three and three, and TCU just tanks. I mean, if you lose to Iowa State, you are tanking. Remember, they lost half their team preseason. Not half, but offensive production. Yeah, they're not very, they're not very good. TCU obviously is not great. You lost to Colorado, that we now can kind of excuse the loss to West Virginia. West Virginia decided to be good all of a sudden. But we need a prominent team in the Big Twelve to rise up and be something. TCU is still somehow a candidate for that. TCU, I need you to win this week. Uh, Did you know that Brett Yormark is not going to the Red River rivalry? Yeah. Yeah. And I love him for it. This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Talent Solutions. I hired an intern thanks to LinkedIn Talent Solutions. I didn't think it was a thing. You know, like I was thinking about my budget and how I was going to budget it out and what do I make here and what do I make there and do I can I afford an intern would it be worth it? Do I is there an ROI to this and there is so I needed to go find one at LinkedIn Talent Solutions and I 100% found the right fit I was certain I had the right fit at LinkedIn Jobs go to the purple hashtag hiring frame to add your LinkedIn add your LinkedIn job application for free they add that to your profile as well simple tools screening questions make it easy to focus on the right candidates with the right skills to make the right hire uh, that's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and faster post your job for free at linkedin.com locked on college linkedin.com locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply oh no the big 12 commissioner is not going to your silly little football game the red river whatever is happening in dallas this weekend And I get it. There's some Oklahoma fan who, I hope they win. I hope Oklahoma wins. I think Texas is going to win. I hope Oklahoma wins. There's some Oklahoma fan out there or Texas fan who's like, this guy's just snarky. He just doesn't want to see us succeed. He just is, he's butthurt. And you're exactly right. You have landed it. Congratulations. You, You put it together. What a genius. I am. I don't want to, I am being petty. I don't want to see you succeed. And guess what? Neither does Brett Yormark. He doesn't care. So these, I'm seeing some Oklahoma and Texas fans who are like, oh, and all, all these UT fans that have been on this train of we hate Brett Yormark because he wants Texas Tech to beat us. All those silly UT fans that got butt hurt. UT fans being college football snowflakes. It's what it is. It's, it's getting a little sad. You know, because he says, Brett Yormark says he's not going. And, and to the UT fans are like, you know what? Good for him. I wouldn't go either. Thank you. For your maturity to the Oklahoma fans Oklahoma fans as well. Greg Sankey's gonna be there. Why would two commissioners go to this game? Why would the SEC commissioner and the Big Twelve Commissioner both go to this game? That optics on that number one are bad. Number two, Brett Yormark has much better things to do. I hear that there's a paint drying competition in Grosbeck, Texas. That you know, free admission too. I would rather go to that as a Big 12 show, as a Big 12 fan, as somebody associated with the Big 12 than I would Texas and Oklahoma. When, when you get excommunicated or when somebody leaves, you know it's like, hey, look, I guess best of luck or whatever. But we don't have to show up and support you. Actually, the, what the Big 12 can do, and this is, you know, Texas fans and Oklahoma fans love to scream that the Big Twelve's just, you know, taking Texas and OU's money, and you're welcome that we're still here for this year to give you money, and, you know, we're, we're still the supplier of, of cash and whatnot in the Big 12. Sure, yeah. I don't think you're wrong about that. But all this, you're, you're making fun of the Big 12 for taking the money, for taking the exposure, for milking Texas and Oklahoma this year, if that's what you want to call it, and Isn't that just what business is? Isn't that just smart? The Big 12 can take your money without giving you any sort of satisfaction, any sort of support, any sort of pomp or circumstance. The Big 12 can just sit back and say, man, I hope you bring in a ton of money for us. Man, I hope Texas goes to the college football playoff, because guess who would get all of that money? The Big 12. That's millions of dollars, five hundred ish thousand dollars per team in the Big Twelve if Texas or Oklahoma makes the college football playoff. So sure, Texas will get money. You can have that for the college football playoff, but the Big Twelve will too. The CFP will pay the Big Twelve because it has a member in the college football playoff. We all, I bet Brett Yormark is right now rooting for Texas to go to the CFP. The optics might be terrible, right? They are. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. This is not a good look for the Big 12. If Texas goes to the CFP and everybody else kind of tanks, if in the last year of the Big 12, it's Texas and OU in Arlington, that, that's going to suck. That's going to really suck. You, you win that battle. But then there's the money side, and the money side's good. And don't we all we, – we have all these expansion talks, all these rumor talks, and the one thing we hang our hat on is money and brand and viewership and what that means and what that brings. And so if you're bringing money and fans and viewership, whether or not the commissioner is in attendance, then I think everybody kind of wins. Sure. I don't like to see Texas and Oklahoma succeed after they left the conference. I have no well wishes for them. I I really could not care less. I'm excited for the future of the big 12, for the Dion Sanders, for Utah to come home and, All this other fun stuff. Somebody to hopefully be good. And I think Brett Yormark's in the same headspace. All right. (sighs) Got much better things to do with my Saturday than go watch two teams that are leaving this league. A game that Greg Sankin, the SEC, will be at, and rightfully so. This is an SEC game, and I think it's even more proof. I told you recently, when Colorado succeeds, the Big 12 succeeds. When Texas succeeds, the SEC succeeds. Sure, the money right now goes to the Big 12. The money for Colorado right now goes to the Pac-12. But if that progression is up and up and up this year, if that continues into next year, then it helps the respective conferences these teams are going to. So for me, I root for Colorado because they are a Big 12 team. right? What they do right now is going to affect their standing in the Big 12, the money they bring in the Big 12, the, the viewership they bring in the Big 12 for Texas and Oklahoma while they while their current actions still reflect this league that's their, their SEC schools the trajectory they're on their, their their trajectory is is going to affect the SEC a lot more than it is the Big 12 i'm just ready oh I'm just ready for basketball season in that respect cuz those two teams are going to get slapped Oklahoma namely hopefully Texas as well oh, i do love good college basketball so i That's where I am. Brett Yormark, good for you. I have, you know, if Brett Yormark has a million fans, I am one. If Brett Yormark has one fan, it is me. If Brett Yormark has zero fans, I am dead. He once again, a man of the people, does the right thing. And just says, I'm not showing up. So if you're a Texas fan, an OU fan, you're upset with that, kick rocks. If you're a Big 12 fan, get excited. You've got a good commissioner. Who's dope and cool and slick like me? This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is sponsored by FanDuel. FanDuel is where I go to make money, passive income, but it's not really passive. I do work, I put in work, I study. I study these games. It's a 50 50 shot on most of them, i hardly ever right. But you can step into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than now. There's an app. Download the app. Easy to use. Wide range of betting options. Spreads. Player props. Over-unders, more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Visit FanDuel.com with money lines, props, etc. Right now, FanDuel.com. All right, maybe it's a broken record for some of you, this whole BYU talk that I've been on the last couple weeks. But you know what? I'll talk about your team like this when they are gracious enough, gracious enough to offer yours truly the honor of coming on campus for an awesome weekend. Right, you talk about it too. I just now I've gotten some pictures and videos back from this weekend of what I included over there in Provo, Utah. And again, I I will like I will die on this hill. BYU does it different than anyone else. Roger Sherman, who was also there with me and is staying at my house this weekend. The Ringer, 100,000 Twitter followers big dude, was also there, said the greatest the best atmosphere he's seen this year is Pitt, West Virginia. Makes sense. But he was the most blown away with BYU, just shocked that this group of people who are so strictly tied to a faith, right? 95% of them are strictly tied to a faith. There's no alcohol at the games. There's no alcohol post-game. Everything's very, um, very conservative in that respect. But it creates one of the more unique, special, fun, sober environments in college football. And I was invited out on BYU Sports Nation Game Day, broadcast to a million households, by the way. A million households saw Game Day this past weekend. It was conference weekend for the LDS faith. They had a massive conference in Salt Lake City. A lot of people were glued to this BYU-Cincinnati game on Friday. Uh, And I was given the opportunity to pick the winner of that game. And let's see if I did it correctly. Who wins this thing? look Cincinnati's defense is really good yep. that, that front, the, they fill the box, they're going to stop the run and they don't have to, BYU's run offense is, is non-existent at this point, Keaton Slovis has not been as dual threat as you would have liked for a guy that his parents insurance, he can rent a car, he's got a reverse mortgage, I mean, this guy's <laughs> been in college football for a while, I can tell you what he can do, it's throw the ball, if BYU airs it out, they've got a real shot in this game, but Scott Satterfield, Emery Jones, Cincinnati they gave Oklahoma a fight, I think Cincinnati has the edge in tonight's game. I think they've got a real shot to win this, uh, to win... uh Give me that head. I got the BYU Cougars. Hey! I respect you. I respect you. Thank you, guys. Lee Corso it. would be so proud. I hope so. I hope so. You look good. You look Very good tall, to be Locked up. On Big 12 podcast. Thank you for being here in Provo. Have a great time tonight. And hey, thank you guys so much. Go Goobs. have you here. Wow, how fun was that, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to pull the lee Corso on BYU Sports Nation game day. I did hold the belt upside down. I did have a belt, had a helmet. If you're listening on podcast, you're probably kind of confused. I had a belt, I had a helmet. Rah rah. That's not what I said, but it's kind of the the vibe of the moment. um Wow, you know what a cool like. Where else do you get that in America? Where else do you get that? At a college football game prior to the game, um, very few places, if any, the pictures came back as well. And also, if you're listening on audio, I can give you a play-by-play. Uh, look, just the beauty of the mountains in the background of this place is really spectacular. Having a panel of guys who mostly played, coached—you um, know, three of the four played for BYU at various eras and got to experience truly what it's like to be a BYU Cougar. And the production quality of this stuff is. Uh, just remarkable. I mean, you've got students that are lined up. You can see students lined up all behind the set while you're while you're live with the cameras rolling. Uh, even past that, you see fans that are walking into Lavelle Edwards Stadium. They all have signs held up. I had my own sign that I made later on in the day. I mean, I got to throw on a BYU helmet, got to get fired up at the desk. I mean, the, Here's a picture of me just screaming into the void about something. And While it's a very professional show, it's very... Well put together, I felt like I got to bring the screaming young guy vibe there for a little bit. Just the, hey, guys, in the middle of your well put together professional show, I would like to bring just an ounce of chaos, which is what I did. And the, the other hosts didn't know. Only one of the four hosts knew what was about to happen. So genuine reactions out of all those guys. And then I met this dude, Angel, who had an I Heart Drake sign. Angel, I want you to know my mother saw this and she was floored. This was—I think my mother enjoyed this more than anybody else did, more than I did. Um, Angel's a stud. There were so many BYU fans who came and said hello. They listened to the podcast, and that was a very fun thing to see. Gratifying, you know. Again, whatever your school is, I'm excited to go and do the thing there. I think West Virginia is on my list to play. I, I need to go to West Virginia. You know, somebody call your local congressman and say, "Look, we got to get the host of Locked On Big Twelve to a football game." at X location, because this was a, I mean, red carpet, blue carpet rolled out in every way at BYU. And I just had a blast. Again, I, I want to emphasize, I mean, I come from a town of 3,000 people, Little Folonia, Arkansas, right? This is not. I'm not used to any of this. I don't, you know, my dad doesn't get it. My dad's wondering why I'm not out there mowing lawns and raking leaves and killing animals to eat. One time we were driving home. This is a true, 100% true story. We're driving home. I'm probably 12. We hit a squirrel. Absolutely. Wintertime, meat's not bad. He cooked the squirrel. He absolutely, we hit the squirrel. He cooked the squirrel. Ate the, the brain of the squirrel was dinner. I didn't need it. My father did. Resourceful is the word you're looking for. Resourceful. Town of to 3,000 people. That's what growing up was we didn't get electricity till i was 14. we were using the little morse code machine thing type, whatever whatever that's called typewriters and stuff and so just to get to be to see that production quality the green room we did hair and makeup i still didn't tell i haven't told my dad that yet don't know how he'd feel about that but that whole spectacle is just it's neat i mean i i'm glad that byu does that i'm glad the university says hey look we're gonna spend actual you know, it's got to be millions of dollars. It has to be the quality that it is. We're going to spend millions of dollars to do something that nobody else is doing, to have a quality product nobody else has. We're going to set ourselves apart. That's really admirable. That's really admirable. And a lot of schools won't take that leap when it comes to stuff like what I do, TV, radio, that side, where a lot of people think it's a dying industry. No, we'll be talking about sports forever. BYU is ahead of the game with that stuff. So call your local school And say, hey, we need to do a game day show that's that caliber. We need to start pouring money into. And they have students that help and work on set, too. What a great experience that would be for students. I mean, I just, all in all, blown away. Thank you, BYU. You're very kind to have me out there. I loved my time in Provo. I will do it again whenever. Uh, This has been and always will be. (sighs) Come back on Sunday. I don't know what's going to happen between between now and Sunday. But I know it's going to be crazy. It always is. Come back between now and Sunday. Whatever happens, know that I still love you, will always love you, and I hope the good teams win. This has been It Always Will Be. Locked on. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Uh, Dose Grande.